The 55th Super Bowl is this weekend, 55. And a game this big deserves a big prize and not just some trophy. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of Super Bowl 55, has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize of up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now and enter the free prediction challenge. Answer questions like who will score last and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets a free instant prize of up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now, on with the show. What's quacking, everybody? Welcome back to the Quack Report. I just realized my light's not on. Dropping the ball here. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> there we go. Like turning on the sun. Um, Nate, you're on mute, buddy. Man, I'm really dropping the ball on everything. We're just dropping the ball on everything. The Ducks <laughs> are dropping the ball on everything. Let's go. Sad horns. Do we have sad horns? Oh, we've got tons of sad horns. There we go. Perfect. And by tons, I mean that one. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah we were i was i said it on the last episode like we got to take these uh the, these two win episodes while we can because we're not gonna get them all the time and yeah. then we got absolutely demolished uh well, just in was, one of them arizona yeah. was a good game arizona was a good game. arizona was all right it, it wasn't the full 60 one. minutes like we talked about it was at least 40 but i mean you want to talk about dropping the ball that's that uh St. Louis game for sure, which we will get into. But uh, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna flip the script here. I'm gonna ask you first. How you doing today, Carter? Oh wow, that's, thank you. That's it's weird though. <laughs> Please don't do that again. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, nothing. Again, nothing too crazy going on uh, over here. So, uh, how about you? How about you doing? I'm feeling tired. Not gonna lie, because yeah. <laughs> we have been chilling it up the last couple of nights. We were up till by four. 4.30 last night Close playing. Close 4.30, I think, yeah. Playing yeah. with everybody, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. It's uh, it's it's good to play with the boys, you know? Even mm-hmm. if we can't do it on the ice, we'll do it online and uh, in the virtual sphere, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Managed to string up- together a couple wins last night, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, a, uh, a really character-building 16 nothing loss, and then, yeah. we, uh, <laughs> and then we ended up winning a couple, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? We're all putting up more points than some of these Ducks guys, so maybe we should get the call up. Uh, is, that, is that possible <laughs> to, to put our virtual guys into real-life games? I'm not sure. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you definitely don't want this on the ice in a in a Ducks jersey. So, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, the virtual guys would be better for sure. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a message here from the Forever Mighty podcast. Can't stay for the whole thing, but loving the show, guys. Let's hope for a better game tonight. Yeah, tell me about it. So yeah, we are recording on Sunday for those who are listening on uh, Monday. Yeah, hopefully this game is a lot better to uh, to talk about for sure. <laughs> I, I can just picture all, like our Monday listeners just laughing as as they hear that. Like, oh, they're they're so innocent; yeah. they have no idea. Oh, they they thought it might <laughs> be a better game, and we still got shit stomped twenty to nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for checking in, Forever Mighty. Uh, and it, as always, if you want more ducks content, they're they're always a good one to check out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I guess let's let's get into it here. Let's you know rip the bandaid off. That's the wrong music. There we go. <laughs> Dropping the ball again. It's just a theme today. Exactly. Let's yeah. Let's, let's just go with it. Exactly. <laughs> Do I have an actual ball I can drop just for shits? Not readily available. But I know I, I got you. one. It is a lacrosse somewhere. ball though, so I'm gonna try and catch it. Just. I was going to say, just drop it right into your crotch because that's about the same <laughs> as everything else has been anyway. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's where my hand was. I was like, if it hits anything else, I can take it. But if it if it hits the crotch, it <laughs> we got uh, UA Matt chiming in here. Hey, be fair. It won't be 20 to nothing, just 10 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, now at least we can laugh at how much we suck. There are some people who are just way too over the top with it we're over the top mm. with it for entertainment purposes but we're still being realistic i want to say um but man especially after that st louis game i'm not saying that i'm fully on board but something does need to change at some point i don't think this season is the time to do it like mid-season or early on as it is or at the halfway point or anything like that if you're gonna do anything do it in the off season, so we'll have a bit more of a discussion of that, you know, at that point of maybe what they should do. That's kind of just my opinion right now. Yeah, but. like you can't blow up the whole team after one bad loss. Like if it's consistently, like every few games we drop like a 6-1 sort of game that yeah. was as bad as it was that easily could have been, I don't know, I mean, In the games we lose, like we get a chance, but that's because of mm-hmm. John Gibson. And mm-hmm. he tried his best to give us like, okay, do you want to start? Sorry, before I get into that, do you want to start with Arizona or do you just want to go right into uh, the just, game because it's the freshest? Yeah, we're already talking about it, so we might as well okay. just get into it, yeah. John Gibson tried his very best as he always does once again, but you can't rely just on your goaltender to do something. There's only so much he can do. (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, like, I mean, we've talked about how the theme is dropping the ball. That is exactly what this team did. There's examples like, you know, Calgary against Montreal the other night, like watching around the league that you can tell that just some teams weren't ready to play when the puck dropped. Dude, I look like I'm more ready to play games than like like rolling out of bed at 5 a.m. And these guys were last night. That, that was actually atrocious. Yeah, that like there was zero effort in the first three minutes aside from anyone that wasn't named John Gibson. Yeah, like, he was the only one that was trying. But like what can there was literally nothing he could do. And there like, was barely any effort from anybody not wearing, you know, massive leg pads and uh, yeah. extra protection to block a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, without, you know, being like risking themselves or that yeah. sort of thing. I'd, I'd, um, I'd be curious what the, the block shots actually were that game. Um, 
Probably not many because not many of our guys, you know, like to play defense for yeah. whatever it is. Our uh, defense last night hated playing defense. Yeah. And they, because they didn't even try. It was horrible. We got, so we got 10 I, blocks that game. Yeah. That's, nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering like shots were 30 to 24. So, like, I, I'd say the shots were fairly even. So, like, that wasn't an issue. Um, but yeah, the blocks were 10 to 10 to 11. So, I mean, St. Louis probably didn't need to block any high-quality shots, so that's probably why theirs are so low. But we, we could have yeah. used a few more blocks, I think. Against I, Arizona, we had 17, so huge yeah. difference. Um, okay, I have a couple notes here just on that first two minutes because mm-hmm. uh, if you didn't watch the game, we got uh, three goals scored against in, was it 207, I think it was? Um I got here the first goal. There was absolutely no coverage on the man coming in. Fowler could have maybe done a little bit more. He he could have easily controlled that puck and said he tried to go for a poke. Uh, nothing really happened, and Pot won it. Uh, second goal was a complete lackluster effort by Shattenkirk, and that's been his last couple of games for whatever reason. I don't know yeah. what the fuck is going on, but he needs to figure it out. Uh, yeah, just a lackluster, lackluster effort. Uh, on Shattenkirk on a in, like an insanely slow cut across from like behind the net to in front of the net, dude. My seventy-year-old grandma could have stopped him that, like <laughs> faster, like geez. <laughs> and then the third one, Shattenkirk again. Just that's a puck that he should be able to keep in that offensive zone. Squeeze past him, and he's like the third or fourth guy to be coming back at this point. Like it was just absolutely ridiculous. Like we shouldn't have to have Henrique following Cairo on a breakaway. That's not that is terrible defensive coverage, and just no help for Gibson whatsoever. He very quickly left that net. I don't know if he got pulled or he decided to pull himself. I would actually like to think it's the latter, I think and so. that he's yeah. just like, you know what? Screw this. I've given you guys two shutouts already that have been like way too close to games for comfort, mm-hmm. and. You know, if you're going to give me this effort, I'm not going to give the effort tonight either. I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the feeling I got as well, is that he was just so done with that. Like, I, I get if you're down 3 nothing, a couple minutes in, and, you know, the team just is way better than you. Like, you're putting in your best effort, but there's just nothing you can do. Like, th- that's a totally different story. This was no help. It was John Gibson versus five St. Louis Blues. That, that's exactly what it was. So yeah, like our buddy here that we play uh, that we play NHL with, Adam Bader, saying hi. He played better defense than the Ducks did last night. I'll, that's I'll saying even, something because Bader <laughs> does not play defense. I'll whatsoever. even say that you played better defense. <laughs> there was less times where I was like, "What the fuck, Nate?" Oh, like so. Oh man, I don't even. I don't even know, man. Like there was just no effort last night, and that like that first two minutes did us in a hundred percent. Oh yeah, it was just it was just horrible, and man, it's so bad that like we're again just a reminder we're up here in Lethbridge, Alberta, which is in you know in Canada, like we're we're a fair ways away from Anaheim distance wise, and there's already missing posters up here for the Anaheim Ducks defense, <laughs> like. <laughs> So I'll I'll just read this off here. So missing Anaheim Ducks defense, missing since January of 2021. Uh, Date of birth is mixed, 22 to 32 years old, uh, male, race, none, eyes, none apparently, hair, more than Getzlaff, weight, dead, height, not applicable, glasses, they might need it, 
Uh, scars, just emotional at this point. Uh, tattoos are on the scoreboard, and uh, they were last seen wearing stolen Ducks uniforms in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you found that, but that's that's amazing. <laughs> I made it. I I watched that first two minutes, and I'm like, this has to be done. <laughs> yeah, you like looked you at the stumbled. stack of homework on your desk, and you were like, you know what I need to do? I need to make a missing post. That's amazing. Basically. <laughs> So here, yeah, I'll, I can post it again on the Twitter as well. But uh, here, yeah, there we go. If you have <laughs> seen this defense, please contact Bob Murray or whoever gives a fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, man. I, I will give the benefit of the doubt on the first one. You know, there was – it happens. You, you, you don't play the first 20 seconds of the game and you, you let an easy one in early. It happens. It's the second and third that really grinded my gears. We were we were just finishing yeah. up a, an interview that we'll get to a little later with Kings Den last night, and uh, just as we were wrapping that up, I looked at my phone and saw three nothing. I was like, I'm not going to bother with that one tonight. <laughs> it's already over. <laughs> so, um, we do have a comment in here. Part of me doesn't want to acknowledge it, but I also feel <laughs> like I should, just because you know I'm sure it's a question raised by a few fan bases at this point being some defense uh, from Vin Voltage here. D'Angelo is on waivers, so not much better, but something. I'd say that's, the, again, my opinion. I will, I'll, I'll keep it brief. That's almost worse because he has a shitty personality and he's a shitty human being. So I would actually prefer <laughs> to not have him on our team. Uh, that's just mine, though. There's There's got to be a reason that, uh, yeah, there you go, Vin Voltage saying so true. Um <laughs> There's a reason he's getting put on waivers today. Uh, if any team picks him up, I can't wait for the media backlash. Mm-hmm. Whether it be if you know if the Ducks do it, yeah, I will be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Uh, if the Flames do it, if for you, if the Oilers do it, if anybody picks mm-hmm. up this guy and doesn't let him go to the minors and fuck off to Russia to the KHL, then uh, yeah, I can't. I you get the media backlash coming your way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't see anyone <laughs> doing it. it. It'll be like the. I don't even remember the, the guy's name, but the, the whole Arizona Coyotes draft pick fiasco yeah, exactly. like in the offseason. It, yeah, it'll take, be that whole situation again. Yeah, take so. a look at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I guess, like, I, I don't know too much about the D'Angelo situation. Like, I, I just know that he's a, a shitty person. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I don't know <laughs> if there's anything, like, specific history-wise like that guy from uh, from the Coyotes, whose name I'm, I'm forgetting. Uh, he got to look suspended up, twice in juniors, I think, for racial slurs on ice. Okay. That and that was just kind of the, the start of it. So, uh, you know, there's a lot more on social media since. And, yeah. So, um, if you want to know more about that, uh, there is more online. Actually, I was having this conversation with uh, another Twitter mutual earlier today who just – you know, didn't have as much knowledge into what was going on. Um, there is a good article out there. I'm just trying to find, excuse me, who it was by again, quick here. Um, was by uh, SB Nation there. Um, Blue Shirts Banter, I think it was. So, and that kind of gives the the whole idea of what's been going on. So, okay. Um, Oh man, I had a comment and it, it's, it's totally gone now. The uh, the the five a.m. or four a.m. trailer is catching up to me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, the uh, this isn't what I was going to say, but um, 
there, there was one positive out of that that St. Louis game, and it was the Max Jones goal. I thought that was a really nice, hardworking goal. Um, yeah, and that's good, and good for him of, to get his first. That's the kind of effort that we need every night, and not just from Max Jones, but from that entire team. That was the most effort I saw that entire night. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. that was rough. I, I know so. Getzlaff was one of the assists, and I don't remember who the other one was, but it was a. Uh, uh, Raquel, I think it was. Yes, yeah, because he, he was in there too. So yeah, no, that like, was that was the hardest working I've seen from Raquel as well. I would say, and gets left like that, that's pretty normal. I would say, like he's always in front of the net, grinding away. But um, yeah, we just we need more effort, guys, both on the front end, especially the back end, because that is not it's not cool to Miller and uh, Gibson to uh, you know go back to back years of no help whatsoever. Right, like both of those guys gave the best effort that they could this year, the last last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right, they're the guys that we would say consistently give us a chance, but that chance gets squandered when you decide to let them go five on zero. Yeah, you may uh, be in the zone, but you're letting them play five on zero. Yeah, exactly. Like there, was, so. there was the one power play. I think it was, it was goal six. Was the power play goal? Yeah, um, that that was. They're like the, was the two guys in front of the net, Hawk and Paw, and I think. Oh, God, who was the other one? I, I just remember Hackenpah. He was standing right in front of the net. And then there was, I think, Robert Thomas and, and one other blue. I want to say Shen. Yeah, I was going to say Ducks weren't standing in front of the net. It was no, Blues no. guys. Yeah, and... it was like, it was Thomas, Shen, and goalies yeah. back here. Um, Hackenpah was over here just letting the two blues stand, doing their thing. And then there was another Duck, and I don't remember who it was, another like, defenseman, doing the same thing, just standing move, there. Move, move the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could see Miller. It was like the, the dance that you do where you, like, put your head. You're, yeah, you're yeah, like you like, go your heads yeah. back and forth. It's I like, wish we were in person oh, oh. so we could do it that way. But um, yeah, it, it was like that. You could see Miller poking his head around. Shot comes the other side, and he's like, "Well, fuck, thanks for the yeah, help, guys." E- like, exactly. It's you know, it's here. I'll I'll use the the Starbucks cup here as the example, right? It's blocking my view, and I'm like, "Shit, shit." Hey, does somebody want to move this guy? Yeah. Hey, you've already gotten scored on twice now. Oh, <laughs> oh look! Oh, look! Oh, they go to celebrate. They go to celebrate. <laughs> the uh I, I remember what i was going to say now um about the the defense here so we definitely shouldn't pick up d'angelo but also we forget that we have brendan Gooley injured as well yeah and so he's going to be back in a few weeks and not that that's going to be like huge like oh my god somebody turned on the sun look at how good our defense but somebody is. Who maybe it's going to help shit. though <laughs> yeah and it like fresh legs you know there won't just be gifting guys the six spots that we have on defense like there's going to be a little bit of competition every yeah. night for those six spots um, and, and and I mean we have other guys. We can always call up Drysdale. It's like, okay, you are you can't be worse than what we have now. So maybe Drysdale can get in. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it'll happen at some point if the defense kick uh, keeps it up. But um, shall we? Uh, shall we? Shall we move on here and uh, try and leave this one in the past and hope that we don't have a repeat tonight? Yeah, sure. Um, you can definitely tell that I'm a goalie because I'm the guy who's getting who's like freaking out about the defense. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. But uh, goalies um, goalies are still unconfirmed for tonight. By the way, uh, according to Daily Faceoff, John Gibson is the well the, they're the guy who they have the picture of, but he's still unconfirmed. So. But also, uh, if you're if you're Gibson, do you even want to start this game? If you're Miller, do you even want to start this game at this point? Because you're like, I had to play last night, and this isn't the minutes that. I was maybe told to have like, you know, these guys want to play obviously, Mm -hmm. but they're like, after the lackluster effort last night, why should I want to go in there? Throw Stellars in there. He hasn't had any time yet. Give him, give him a shot. 
what's the worst that can happen? We lose. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't see John Gibson being like, nope, I don't want to play if the defense is going to be this bad. And I don't think the defense is going to be this bad. Like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt here and say, like, they probably got absolutely reamed by Gibson, Miller, and Eakins, and whoever the, the hell else was in the locker room um, that, you know, actually put in a good effort. Like, they, they would have got absolutely reamed out just as a team. I don't think they would have called on anyone individually. So I think it's going to be a bit of a wake-up call, I think, that at least in the first period, it's going to be an improvement. We'll probably see the second period shit show that we usually do and then maybe yeah. pick it up again in the third. I, I just can't actually picture defense being even worse than it was last night. Like, I think that's the low point. That's got to be the low point. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I want to see a bit of a shakeup somehow with this roster because just it's not clicking for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um there were there are whispers that Henrique might get sat tonight, even which hopefully that's a bit of a call. The guy only has two points in the season so far. I would expect more from him in nine games. Yeah, but like, man, I I know we're so excited for the future and that sort of thing. But honestly, after the couple of games that the Gulls have uh, have had, either exhibition or just otherwise, bring up Zegras, bring up Drysdale, bring up guys who. Mm want to actually play yeah i'm just I, not seeing the effort there i would imagine they're waiting until the gulf season starts so that they can get some game experience in um before they call them up so i can see that being you know in the next couple of weeks i mean I they've think done the hl pre- season starts this week right yeah they've done preseason games and that and especially for zegris a lot that's coming out is that like those guys like that zegris is above the ahl level so mm-hmm. yeah and uh, like I'm seeing in the the chat here um, that some people don't want them to be rushed. That to clarify, it's it's call them up for those nine games, like give them a yeah. chance, um, and then let you send some of the guys that are underperforming to the press box to to figure it out for a few games. That yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's don't, yeah, it's don't rush it's, the guys. It's basically kind of if you want to keep your job and not give it up to the young guys, play, actually give a damn. Yeah. So. Um, okay, let's move on here, um, just because I'm seeing the time now. Um, but let's let's talk about the Arizona game, because there, there was a lot of positives in that one, even though it was a 3-2 yeah, it was a, loss. Yeah, it was a lot better. Um, so, the uh, yeah, like we were we were up one nothing at, at one point in that one. I think we were even, were we up 2-1? No, then we were down 2-1, tied it, ended up losing yeah. 3-2, I believe. Um, but the, the one big takeaway for me on that was the uh, the power play goal. With the first and only one of the season so far, um, yeah. but I, I thought the power play looked really good. I think we had two opportunities that game, uh, and I don't think we scored on the first one. Uh, yeah, two, and then it was on the second one that we scored. Um, but the first one looked really good; just didn't get um, just didn't get anything out of it. And then Heinen on the the second one had a really nice goal. Um, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you pretty much summed it up there, and. Kind of like I was saying before, though, the only downside or one of the downsides, I guess there might have been a couple. But the big thing that stuck out to me was that we still can't play a full 60 minutes. We had two shots, I think, in that second period. Like we just we can't let that big of, you know, dips Mm -hmm. happen. Yeah. Like if we would have played a little bit more in that second period, it it could have been a totally different game, I think. Yeah. Um, But that that second period really hurt us. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, I can't find the the shots in that period, but I, I know it was bad. 
Um, who else? Um, was there anything else I wanted to say? I don't think so. Was there anything else you wanted to add about this one? Uh, not really. You know, it, it was a good game. It was at least mm-hmm. a lot more enjoyable to watch, even if it was a loss. There was a lot more positives than negatives in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, losses like that are going to happen to us, unfortunately. That's just going to be part of this process. And, you know, if you're a realist, you've understood that from the start. So, but it's also at the same time that we need to play as close to 60 minutes as we can, not just 40. Um, because like you said, if we had played a little bit more in the second, that could have been a different game. We showed the game before that, that we could beat a team like Arizona mm-hmm. pretty handedly. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, This was the game too, where we saw Gibson uh, horse collar tackle. I think it was Garland. Right. Oh my God. Why does that feel like a lifetime ago already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I, I so badly want to know what was said to him. Like it can't okay, have been well, anything about Gibson's play. Like yeah, the, the shots were 34 to 16. Yeah, let's extend this a little bit more. Put in your wrong answers in the comments uh, if you're watching this live as to uh, what Garland said to Gibson. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, holy crap. That's uh, whatever he said. Just And Gibson's not a guy to really react much to stuff. So mm-hmm. Garland must have really said something to get under his skin. Yeah. But was, yeah, that, I, it, it had to have been worth the two minutes. Like. Yeah, I said the best part about it was that he got the coincidental after it too. Yeah, <laughs> so it didn't like it didn't put us down. So I don't know. Go for it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> the the ref must have heard what Garland said to give him the unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, because you, yeah, you can't I, you can't really just assume that yeah that he said something, but yeah, yeah, he must have heard something. But I'm not, and yeah, that was so because that was on an icing play too, right? So. Yeah, the rest are. Yeah, so it was like a nothing bad. play. It was it was after the third goal, I do believe. Yeah, which you know, if Garland's chirping about you know the Ducks being down or something like that, the like two of the three goals were luckier goals, I'll say. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, mean, I really, I, I really don't know what it would be, and Gibson's performance was phenomenal. So I, I yeah, really, I really don't know. Um, one of the I, mysteries of hockey, I guess. Yeah, something that I don't know. It's probably it was probably something like, "Dude, you're the only guy playing out here," and he's just like, "I fucking know." <laughs> <laughs> Took out the aggression on him, and then last night he's like, yeah. "Okay, I'm taking it out on the team." He's probably like, "Thank you, somebody understands." He was going for the hug, <laughs> and then they fell the down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, last yeah. thing I, I want to say is the or talk about here is the fact we only got 16 shots. That's um, I mean, thankfully, we got a little bit more against St. Louis here, which I don't know how we managed to get 24 in, in, in that game. Um, but uh, we definitely need more offense, like, yeah, without a doubt. Like, even just more shot attempts because Arizona only had 12 blocks that game. And so, like, I don't know, I don't have the shot attempts in front of me offhand, but it's, it can't have been good. Like, yeah, no. you, you gotta, <laughs> you just gotta put more pucks on net. Like the fact that we got two goals on those sixteen shots is is wild, considering Kemper was in net too. Like as much as it is like the cliche stereotypical type answers, but you know we gotta get pucks in deep, we gotta get pucks on net, and uh, put the puck in the back of the net. Yeah, you say it after every game. <laughs> uh, let's just hope that St. that St. Louis game tonight is better, or if it's not, that we can rebound uh, against LA, which we will be talking to Jordy from the Kings Den after this break. Uh, yeah, and 
Actually, I'll just say, uh, sorry, that was a good segue, but uh, I just want to add that the Kings game is Tuesday at 7 p.m. for uh, for anyone that's not sure there. So, um, just got to find where I got the video. Here it is. Okay. Share audio. <laughs> Where's the <Okay>. video? <laughs> and here we go. And now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes. I am one half of your Blue Notes team, Tom Franklin, joined by my teammates, the man called Wags. And we are your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. And that includes expert analysis, whether it's at Enterprise Center. When you're fighting for spots for the playoffs, one or two points could make the difference. And we'll be looking back at games like tonight here at Enterprise Center as lost opportunities. Or at home. Penalties, that was a big, big piece. You know, you're wearing down some of your best players because they're out on the, the ice for so many penalty kill opportunities. Just a complete breakdown. Blues first round pick, Jake Neighbors. Brayden Chan texted me and then uh, the head coach, Craig Rube, reached out as well. And um, Ryan O'Reilly as well. And then um, the next day on day two of the draft, uh, Tarasenko FaceTimed me. So uh, that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> and we're the only hockey podcast in the Hockey Podcast Network to have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent. The Hawaii Blues fan, Guy Bensing. In true Dan Kelly fashion, Dan Kelly says, F you, Keaton. I know who's the starting pitcher for game four of the World Series. You damn well know who the starting goalie is for game four of the NHL season. And then walked away. And we have a musician, too. Not only is he responsible for this fat beat you're listening to right now, but he has also performed absolute works of art. And it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your rear. Never wanting to leave the ice when the pain set in. So check out Blue Notes wherever you get your podcasts from. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump. Listen to Blue Notes and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Man, those guys' production value is just always through the roof there. It's so fun good. to watch. <laughs> All right, we uh, we now have Jordy on to uh, talk about the LA Kings with us. So a uh, little division and, and state rival here. So hopefully it doesn't get too heated. But welcome, Jordy. Thanks for coming on. Hey, th- thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. I have a feeling that we're going to do just a bunch this year. What is it, eight, nine times the Kings and Ducks play against each other? So I'm looking forward to doing this a lot. Yeah, including that big five-game stretch that's pretty much at the end yeah. of the year, I think, end of April. Yeah, it, yeah it is right towards the end of the year, and it's going to be fun for sure. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely like the big thing right on that calendar. It's like, yeah, okay, both our teams aren't projected to do really well, but that's going to be a fun. It's going to be our basically our own playoff series. It is for sure. We're going to have to do something big when we get to that or something like that. And it's kind of weird how how the schedule works this year. I was talking to Isha and the state of Hoppy about this because like we kind of like Kings and Ducks play on Tuesday, and then they kind of play like here and there, and then they have five in a row and. It's kind of the same with the Kings against Minnesota. 
the Kings and Minnesota series is done by the end of February, like eight games done. That's like, you're not even done half the season yet. And you're done against one opponent. So it's kind of, it's kind of strange to see how there's some courts in the schedule like that this season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, we're right now. We're not too far out of a playoff spot either. Both of our teams. I think mm-hmm. we're we're five and six, or we're tied for that fifth spot. Really, so we're, we're kind of still in the mix. And if it's like that, you know, come that five game series, those are going to be huge games too. Oh, uh, absolutely for sure. Same record going into tonight. We're we're recording this Saturday night right now. The King or the Ducks are down three nothing right now in the first. So that's not a great start for you no. guys. But yeah, <laughs> it, it could later in the season. It could come down to it for sure. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens between these two teams all season long. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Kings, kind of a big surprise, at least for me uh, this season. I, I was just automatically putting them, you know, bottom of the barrel. And it yeah. came down to division predictions. But, you know, they've beaten, uh, they beat Chicago, or not Chicago, sorry, uh, Colorado uh, yeah. early on in the season. And didn't you guys beat St. Louis? Or have you played Yeah, we beat, yeah, that was, we, before the Thursday's loss, the Kings had one, uh, three out of the three out of their last four with wins against Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota. So it was like a four-two win against Colorado for the first win of the season, a loss, then a six-three win against St. Louis. That was big, and then a two-one win against Minnesota, and then they just lost against Minnesota Thursday night, and it was costly as well. So it'll be interesting to see what the lineup looks like on Tuesday night for the first game between the Kings and the Ducks. It's gonna be. There's going to be some line, lineup changes, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I know that we'll get to that as we go on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, just a quick getting to know you question for our yeah. listeners here. We've asked everyone uh, already, but how did you get into podcasting and then specifically get into covering the Kings? Well, I've always kind of like been interested in podcasting and thought I would want to do it in some form. And then when Isha and Dylan, of course, the creators of the Podcast Network, approached me for the opportunity, I like, I couldn't say no. What actually happened was for starting like summer 2017, 18, and 19, and then it kind of got canceled because of COVID in 2020. But summer 17, 18, 19, I worked uh, media relations for the Vancouver Canadians, which is affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays, only minor league baseball team in Canada. Uh, like uh, behind hockey, like baseball is my sport. Like I played it throughout university. Like it was like a dream working for them. And during that 2019 season, Isha and Dylan actually approached my boss, who's the broadcaster of, uh, who was the broadcaster for the Canadians, about joining the network. And he wasn't sure if he was going to do it or not, but he recommended I be a part of the network as well. So that's how he gave my info to Dylan and Isha. And they kind of saw me from Twitter as well. They got in contact with me. And then that summer 2019, when they asked me to be a part of the network, I was psyched. I was yes. I was like, yep, let's do it. And then they were like, okay, you want the Kings or the Stars? I'm like, well, <laughs> the, the, the Kings are going to be more the challenge and they're going to be more fun because I get to see like, it's going to be like a bit of a struggle at the bit because they're not going to be that good, but I'm going to see this team up and coming. And now it's like the top prospect pool in hockey. So it's a lot of fun to see the growth of this team. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see the growth, growth of this team over the next few years. That's a great way to actually look at that. And like, especially as you were uh, like being asked, right. So like, mm-hmm. like going between those two teams, I, I like that actually. That's, that's good. Yeah. And I was like, the stars, like I always like think of them as like, are they going to be really good or are they going to fall apart sort of thing? And I'm just like, no, let's start from the bottom and work our way up. I think it's going to be more fun that way. Yeah. I think we're kind of, uh, we're kind of in the same boat here yeah. too. Ab- with, uh, yeah, with absolutely. Way. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've told this story before that we uh, that we weren't Ducks fans, and initially, like, we weren't really sure if we wanted to cover the Ducks. But it has been a lot of fun to see the team grow, and um, you know, starting to get heated. You know, when you get a, a bad loss and, and stuff like that, and mm. just get a kind of develop passion for the team. I've never. Oh, I mean, like I, I've obviously developed passion for a team before, but I was I was a lot younger, right? So. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, I completely agree, and I've talked about it on the Kings Den as well. Like I've said, like Kings fans, I'm a Canucks fan, but I'm talking about the Kings, and it's like I am invested now. Like I want to see them do well, which is so weird when it's like a rivalry between the Kings and the Canucks, like growing up, and especially like 2012 hurt when the Kings eliminated the Canucks in the first round after winning the president's trophy. And it's like you guys as well. I know you guys have talked about it being Oilers and Flames fans respectively. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, we said it before we started recording. We're just three Western Canadian kids talking about California hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of funny when you put it that way, honestly, like we could, yeah, we could easily sure. be sitting here talking about our three Western Canadian teams. <laughs> yeah, but instead we're talking about ducks and Kings. So. Yeah. I'll say, and you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks again to Dylan and Nisha. I'll just say it on behalf of the three of us, even that yeah, you know, you guys absolutely. gave us this opportunity. It's for myself, it's been a lot of fun, and I've gotten to meet a lot of awesome people like Jordy, oh, like Tom and Wags, and uh, just everybody on this network. It's uh, it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we can we can listen to our teams' podcasts on the network too, and not just like hate the sound of our voices. You know, we can actually enjoy yes, the yeah, podcast. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I can listen. Hey, the stick and ring boys are a bit of a shit show sometimes, but they're entertaining to listen to. <laughs> the in the dome guys are so great, and I'd love to be able to hop on their show every now and then. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know if I can match that energy as passionate as I am about the flames. <laughs> yeah. Those guys can just go off, and it's oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's always good. But let's uh let's circle back to uh the California hockey, I guess, and, and let's yeah. talk a little bit about the Kings. So we got a couple questions for you here. Uh let's start with maybe I don't know if it's maybe an easy one, but uh one that you probably have thought a lot about. Uh, what are the Kings' biggest strengths this season? Uh well again, the Kings are, are kind of like the uh, an in-between phase, I guess you kind of want to say. It's like they're growing, but like last year was a struggle but i think last year was like the year that's that was like the real struggle to get through and i think this year is your where it's where you're really going to start to see like climb this climb the ladder just a little bit this season and keep getting there and getting there so honestly i think the strength or the key part for this season is just growth and i think there's not a lot of like i call them stopgap players like we have stopgap players guys that are going to be here for like a season or two but other than that like you have a good leadership group to help the young guys on this team. You have guys that have been there that have won cups with this team. You have Kopitar. Kopitar is like third in the league in points right now. You have Kopitar. You have Doughty. You have Brown. You have Carter, who Carter looks like he's reborn so far this season. The, he actually had a huge, uh, the pandemic actually helped him great because he was coming off injuries and he looks great this season. His line Oh, his line might not be intact Tuesday night either. We'll get to that. But I think the strength of this team is definitely there's good leadership on this team for the young guys coming up. Yeah, as, as much flack as that Doughty contract gets, at least he's you know that good leader, and he, you know he's going to be around for a while to help the young guys out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and that's the other thing. This leadership group is going to be around for a while as well because they're all still locked in. 
Yeah, sorry, Nate, you got to take yeah, this one. Uh, uh, three on three over time up here. <laughs> yeah. All right, sounds good. So let's look at the uh, the other side then here, Jordy. What do you see as the, well, maybe this is an easier question than the strengths, I don't know. But what do you see as the weaknesses for this LA Kings club uh, this season, at least so far, and what we could be seeing for the rest of the season? Well, at the same time, you have a leadership group. What's the other half of the team? Young guys. Young guys that are learning. They're going to make mistakes. Yeah, they're skilled. But the other hungry to be in the NHL, but there are guys that are going to make mistakes. So again, as long as they limit the mistakes and just kind of getting, again, just get a little better here and there, that's when they're going to have the success, but there is going to be some weaknesses in that as, as well. And now there are, there's, you can argue for weaknesses all around the lineup, but I think there is, there has been a lot of growth in the lineup as well. But if you had to pick one thing, I'd say the defense can be a bit of a struggle, but even then, I think they're much improved from last season. So it's just kind of like overall, everything's got to get better and better and better as the season goes on. Um, one thing, one kind of question I had, I didn't know if that would really be a strength or a weakness is your goaltending mm-hmm. of uh, Quick and uh, why am I forgetting his name Cal right Peterson. now? Peterson. Peterson. For some reason, I was going to say uh, Campbell, but he got traded to Toronto last season. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you see that as, I guess, as a strength or a weakness or what are, and then I guess, follow a question. What do you see happening with Jonathan quick? Let's say in the next two seasons. Well, okay. I've said this about Jonathan quick for a, a long, long time. He's been great for the Kings, brought him two cups. He's a great leader for Peterson. I think they're, they're going to split the games more 50, 50 this season. I think they should anyways. because I think Peterson is the goaltender of the future for this team. And they have, other good goaltenders in the pipeline as well. I've said this for months now, maybe even a year now, that Jonathan Quick is going to look real good in Seattle cracking colors in a few months. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. So, I've said for months, I think Seattle's going to go old. I think their goaltending duo is going to be Quick and Holtby. But that's yeah, could you imagine, mm-hmm. like, as you know, maybe three years ago even that would have been amazing yeah of a, of a tandem right just, but even yeah that's what i think anyways and i think that it is gonna hurt la kings fans doing that especially but like la kings fans are hurt when Foley got traded last year they got hurt when they were hurt when guys like kyle clifford was traded because he was a part of the cup runs and stuff like that so like it's gonna hurt but it makes for the future as well yeah, sometimes you just have to move on, right? Rick, the Ducks hey, did it just off. two seasons ago with Corey Perry. And I yeah. mean, it's, I don't know. I, I don't really know, actually, if that's looked like a great move this season. He is a guy yeah. that we can maybe still use. But mm. at the same time, it's allowed us some cap room. Gonna, and Yeah. He's going to be like Patrick Marlowe going back to San Jose. He'll go back, yeah. he'll go back to Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, but no, like if something goes wrong, like if Quick doesn't, or if Peterson doesn't have the greatest year, then I think. Quick could be back because he still has like a couple years on the contract. But I think if Peterson plays well, I think Quick's in Seattle. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess you you talked about the future. Who are and it could even be some of the leaders as well. Who's the player that you're most hyped to watch this season? Oh, now this is such a tough question because like <laughs> I want to talk about the prospects that are coming, but like I don't, but like we don't know who we're gonna see yet. Like, are we gonna see Quinton Byfield second overall pick? We don't know yet. Are we gonna see the one that sounded most likely to come join the team was Alex Turcotte, but he was 
hurt after the World Juniors. There was this was the second straight year the Kings had nine players at the World Juniors, and okay. four of them four of them came right from the bubble in Edmonton down to LA, but then they didn't get to be a part of training camp until the Monday two seasons or two seasons two days before the season started. But it was Turcotte, Kaliev, Byfield, and uh, Bornfoot, who I've been high on Bornfoot for a long time as well. But uh, Turcotte didn't even participate because of injury. And it was f- from that gold medal game. And that was Byfield's first time skating, like with the LA King, because of the weird year that, that we're living in. <laughs> so, like, there's like so many prospects that I'm so hyped about. But if I had to pick like one that's like on the team, I guess, it'd be uh, Gabe Velarde. This, this kid can score goals, right-handed shot. This He is fun to watch. He can score goals. But also, I hope, because of injuries in the last game, you might see Tobias Bornsett back in the lineup on defense. He has a few games under his belt. I think it's like four. He made the team as 18-year-old last season. I saw it. And then played three games. I got sent down, played in the AHL. I really like him a lot. Quieter defenseman. And then... Uh, Mikey Anderson on the back end is the guy I really like as well, but I had to pick one out of three right now. It's Gabe Blardy because he's had a good start to the season. Where's, uh, where's he slotted in on the lineup? Uh, actually, I think Daily Faceoff had him third line from what I remember, but is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, he, yeah, he's been playing on the third line. They've kind of been flipping around a little bit, and especially there is going to be a lot of flipping around coming up, I think, for the game against you guys because Kings had two injuries against Minnesota, and they now have uh, two thirds of one line on a COVID list, so like it's going to be interesting to see what the lineup looks like on Tuesday. Yeah, um, I also, also being an Oilers fan, I wanted to ask you about Andreas Athanasiu, and because um, it looks mm-hmm. like he had a pretty good start to the season before. He's had a great start injury. to the season. He's had a great start to the season, and the line I've loved that line. So it's been uh, Blake Lazat in in at center, who's a small guy, he's my height, he's 5'8", but he's spicy and he's really good in the face-off circle. He's been centering Athanasiu and Carter. So you kind of have the young guy, the middle-of-the-road guy, and the veteran. And like I said, Carter has looked new so far this season. Like, the playoffs really did him good. And they have, they've had some chemistry, the line. Like, Lazat's quick, Athanasiu is very fast. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've been finding the back of the net. They didn't, they didn't have a good game the Saturday against St. Louis, but for the most part, they've been good. But then Athanasius didn't play on Thursday because he got put on the COVID list. And then after the, after the game or the next day on Friday, Lozot got put on the COVID list. So it's going to be, I don't know what the lineup's going to look like on, <laughs> on Tuesday. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. We've talked uh, quite a bit now about, you know, players that you uh, are hyped to watch and strengths of the team. But every every team seems to have one guy that you always blame everything on, like, oh, bad two-on-one, and then you blame so-and-so. So who's who's the king's scapegoat? Who do you blame everything on? Oh, well, it, non-king fans will say Drew Doughty. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> but the scapegoat. See, at the start of last season, I would say Adrian Kempe. He's a young guy, but then he really figured it out last season. And then he started on the third line this year, but he's made his way back to the top line and he's been scoring goals. He had goals in three straight games earlier this season. So a scapegoat. That's tough. Oh, you know what? Early in the season this year, it's been uh, Ole Mata. You know, they brought him in for a trade. They really wanted him to do well. Him and Doughty were so excited to play together. 
And then the first game of the season, I was on with uh, Isha and Dylan on the State of Hoppy live stream for opening night. And State of Hoppy just shit on me saying, holy modest shit, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, no, he's going to be good. He has a cup with Pittsburgh, right? And he's quite decent in Pittsburgh and Chicago. He's going to be good. And State of Hoppy was like, no, dude, that guy's garbage. I don't know what you're talking about. And a few games in, he got healthy scratch. So, like, I guess, I guess that's on me. But, yeah, Hey, he's going to be back in the line on Tuesday. That's going to be his first game back after being healthy scratched for three or four games. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he has some fire under his belly going into that game. Might be a bit of a wake up, wake up call for him. And yes, hopefully he doesn't so. come it's out been, with too much fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's been a tough start to the season for him. Uh, he's one of these guys, like the Kings have a few this year where it's kind of like maybe just a change of scenery will help them. And he's one of the guys where you th- where I think it will, but it's just been a tough start this season for him. Fair enough, yeah. Um, okay, last question here. Uh, I mean, we we're kind of used to being the uh, the underdog, I guess, in most of these matchups. So we've been asking guys, uh, uh, what do we need to do to beat you know your team, like to even have a chance? But I think that the Kings and the Ducks are going to be a, a pretty even matchup. So, um, but I, so I guess kind of the same question though. How do you how do you think the Ducks? What do you think the Ducks need to do to get the advantage over the Kings? Well, I've been excited for a question like this because I was going to say this no matter what. You know why the Anaheim Ducks will lose on, to the LA Kings on Tuesday night? Because oh, no. we take 10 shots a game? <laughs> <laughs> because, because it's the debut of the reverse retros. Uh, the Kings are wearing those for the first uh, time Tuesday night. I gotta say, those were top three in my list of the Mm. retros. Gorgeous jerseys. Yeah, they they did they did well on those for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're they're the best by far. But just what do the Ducks need to do to have a chance? I use their use speed. I guess I don't know the Ducks' speed. Like the Kings have speed as well. And I guess I guess I will say for the Ducks, if they want to beat LA, take advantage of of the defense of the Kings because you lost two of your top defensemen on Tuesday night. I really think one's going to be out for sure. Probably both of them are going to be out. Uh, so I guess take advantage of kind of like a, and two and the after the when was on the COVID list. So I guess take advantage of a different looking lineup, I guess. Cause it's going to be an adjustment for the Kings. Thank God, honestly, that they've had the four days off this early in the season because maybe Walker can be back on the defensive end up after getting hurt pretty badly on Thursday night. Roy is going to be out. Uh, Fiala got suspended for the hit on him. But it'll be, I would say, if the Ducks want to win, they just have to take advantage of kind of a shorthanded King squad. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, thank you for the answer. Let's hope that they actually follow through with that, though, because we are known for not liking to put up many goals for whatever reason. Yeah, we can have that. Yeah, like, it's going to be interesting. There's a... A chart I saw. I gotta find it quickly. But the Kings and the Ducks are in the exact same spot, and it wasn't for a good reason. I gotta find it quickly. <laughs> there, okay, there was this chart. Maybe I'll, I'll. There was this chart. I'll send it to you guys to see. And it was go, uh, on. It was like a chart of goals for per sixty and goals against per sixty. But they had the chart as like dull corner, good corner, bad corner, and fun corner. So like. If you're in the fun corner, if you allow a lot of goals, but score a lot of goals sort of thing. The Kings and Ducks were both in the bad and dull corner, almost right on top of each other. Not great. 
<laughs> not great. So we'll see what happens for sure. But no, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. California games are always, but everyone always gets up for that. So it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll see some fire under under a lot of our, our young guys and, you know, some guys that maybe had slow starts to the season. I think this game will, will really bring them into the mix for on both mm-hmm. sides. So Yeah, for sure. And I, and I will say, look out for Kopitar as well. Like, he's had a great year so far for the Kings. Like, he's in the top five in points. He's been great for the Kings. Just putting up the assist. He has, like, two goals on the year. He's just putting up the assist. And the power play is much improved on this team as well, which is greatly needed and a lot of fun to watch cool yeah i mean i mean that kind of wraps up our questions here but uh but if you have any for us you know feel free to ask away as well well i guess i can ask you guys kind of the same questions they asked me like what are the you guys said a weakness is to get 10 shots a game but what is kind of like what else do you see from this stuff team on the strength and weaknesses side it's not showing it right now during the blues game i don't think i haven't taken a look at the shots against but uh, I mean, kind of the go-to, not just for myself and Carter, but I think for a lot of Ducks fans, is our goaltending being that strength. Mm-hmm. And it's normally that consistent piece. It was the entirety of last year. I never really had any complaints about the goaltending. It was just everything in front of them. And that's going on the same thing this year, too. Uh, you take a look at the other night there against Arizona, and John Gibson just needs some help in front, so. <laughs> The the strength is the goaltending, the weakness is the rest of the team so far, and just execution, <laughs> I think. Yeah, Ben Hudden's not helping, is he? No, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know one game in, but I'll take my shot a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, the one guy that we did get in was uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, and, you know, that game against Arizona, just he did not look good for whatever reason. That, that was, was without a doubt his worst game of the season. It was a bad really? game. Yeah. Worst game, of this, worst game of the season so far. It could have been the worst game of his career. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It was rough. It was a bad night. Yeah. Uh, right oh. now, we're, we're actually not doing too bad. It's it's 3-1 at the end of the first, so uh, at least we got one there. Uh, mm-hmm. Shots are 11-9, to nine, so pretty even and not too too you, many you, shots. One goal, so we're going to one more goal. That's it. <laughs> but we we talked about being in the same spot, the Kings and the Ducks. And when I look at the Ducks roster, it is very much like you have old guys and you have young guys. There's not really many any guys in between, is there? No, no, no. There's not. not. Like uh, you have not. <laughs> you have Getzloff and Backus, and then like that's young guys. There are some names that I've never even seen on this roster. The only guy I would say is really that middle guy kind of like maybe right in the middle of his prime would be uh Jakob Silverberg. That'd be the okay. only guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I'd throw Lindholm in there as well cuz he's 27. Oh, yeah. I, I was yeah, going to say Henry cuz he's 27 or he is uh, uh born in uh, 1990 as well same age as Silverberg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like we have a few guy. but for the for the most part it's you're right it's those old guys and then like the the guys that are in their first or second year in the league. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's the same with the Kings as well. And the Kings, the Kings took some chances on some on some guys this offseason as well. And I'm excited to see kind of like kind of what they do. I said I said Oli Mata, the one that kind of had asking to see you, the one that kind of had people's eyes kind of poke up a little bit was at the draft when they acquired uh, Leah Anderson from the Rangers. This guy is seventh overall and just could not figure it out in New York. And he's another guy, like, I think change of scenery helps him. He didn't crack the opening roster, but he's in the lineup now. He's been playing 
switching between the third line and the fourth line has a couple goals. So like he's another guy that maybe to look out for on the young guys for the LA Kings. Mm. Yeah, he's always shown flashes, uh, at least for Absolutely. me in in New York there. And but yeah, just a change of scenery, I think, will help him a lot, especially too, because they he can fill any role. I think or any role is open for him on this Kings team. Like, I, I, absolutely. And I was shocked the other night. He scored a he scored a breakaway goal coming right out of the box. And they said the commentator said that's his fourth career goal. And I like how to do a double take for a second. I was oh, like, really? what? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, he, I, I think he's going to score a lot more in a Kings jersey. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes definitely. all the guys need is just a chance, right? Just like a, a good yeah. chance to show what they and can a, do. And, so. and a change of scenery. Like obviously mm. things weren't working in New York, so maybe just yeah. a change of scenery. Is is he a winger, Anderson? Uh, yeah, he's been playing on the wing. Yeah. I think he can play a little center as well, but he has okay. been playing on the left wing of the fourth line. Yeah, but he was like pretty far down the, the depth chart in New York, like behind Zabanajed, Panarin, yeah. um, Zuccarello was there for a bit, like yeah. just a just a ton of guys. And like, not that the Kings don't have those guys, like he's obviously behind Kopitar and, and yeah. Carter and he, stuff. He but there's actually, a lot more room on the roster. Yeah, he was actually play, he actually played on the third line last game, but then mm. he might get bumped up as well against you guys on Tuesday night because of again no Athanasio and Lazat in the mm. lineup most likely because of COVID protocol. So. Interesting to see what happens as well. Yeah, no, that'll be interesting for sure. So, um, yeah, do you uh, do you have any score predictions for this uh, this one game? I guess. Oh, it's, it, we're recording Saturday night, and like I have no idea what the Kings lineup <laughs> is going to look like. Yeah, <laughs> like what's the change? Oh, we don't care about like, the lineup. We just throw out numbers. That's what we do okay, here. I'll, the say, I'll say. Goaltending has been an issue. Been kind of not really in it. I'll say 4 3 Kings. Okay. Nate, you want to go? I'm going to go 4 2 Ducks with the empty netter. I just feel like. You think John you're going to score four goals? Well, yeah. Like I said, it's going to be an empty netter, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it, I'm looking at the goaltending matchup more than anything because I think the, uh, like the forwards and the defense are evenly matched. It's going to come down to goaltending who can pull it off. I think this is going to be such a tight matchup. I'm going to call a, a 3-2 Ducks win in overtime. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought about saying overtime mm-hmm. as well. It was, like, fascinating at one point. I think probably, I think it was a week ago. Somehow, some way, the Kings weren't that good, but they still led, they led the division in goals for a day. And I was <laughs> like, there's no, there's no way. This isn't right. <laughs> Colorado put up eight in a game. This isn't right. <laughs> but no, apparently I don't. That's not right anymore. But it was like about a week ago. I was like, "Oh shit! No way! I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Right. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to all the matchups between the Kings and the Ducks this season. I'm doing this a lot this season. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. If if you don't have any more questions for us, then uh, um, and if you do, feel free to ask away. But if not, just uh, feel free to plug your podcast and your social media handles and all that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Kingston PHPN for the Kingston, or you can find me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. That's Jordy with a Y. Screw the Jordy. It's spelled with I E. It's Jordy with a Y. <laughs> or or uh, Instagram Jordy underscore Cunningham twenty three. Awesome. Well, thanks again yeah. for your time. Um, yeah, looking forward to this matchup on Tuesday, and looking forward to have you on the podcast again. Uh, absolutely, I can't wait, and I'll have you guys on the Kingston as well. 
for sure. Sounds good. All right, guys. All right. Once again, great chat with Jordy there. Looking forward to uh, to next episode when we hopefully get to talk about a, a Ducks win against the Kings. Um, but we can we'll only see. hope. We can only hope at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might as well flip a coin and, and just let the fates decide. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into some what's quacking here. If you are an avid THPN follower and you follow all the accounts, you you may have heard of this already, but. Uh, we know that most of the listeners just kind of tune in to, to one or, or maybe even two shows. Um, but there, there's a, a thing starting to make its rounds within the network here called the THPN Cupcake Challenge. Uh, it's also even got a hashtag, so it's very official. <laughs> um, Super official. It's the most official thing you'll ever see. Yeah, it started between Cap Trip and uh, Sporty with Corey and Richie. Um, and uh, I, I don't know the, the exact story, um, but basically... Uh, Hockey Troll and, and uh, Polly Cupcakes, which is just kind of a, an ironic name now. <laughs> um, <laughs> they said that, like, you should be able to eat a cup. You should be so excited to eat a cupcake in one bite that you should just be able to do it. Uh, so they, they, they crushed a cupcake in a bite and then Hockey Troll chugged a beer and it was it was great. <laughs> was it a beer? I thought he said Jaeger for some reason. Jaeger? I, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. It's something at least out of Pittsburgh, he said. And it was the only thing that good to come out of Pittsburgh, which I, I chuckled at that part, too. Yeah, that's good. He he hates Pittsburgh. It's hilarious. But yeah. uh, but then Corey and Richie um, uh, did a video on their um, channel. Jesus, it's uh, their social media, I guess, <laughs> their Twitter account uh, of them shoving a cupcake in as well. They were a little more analytical about it. Um, but now, <laughs> because we love cupcakes, not because we, we don't believe it, we've got our, our own cupcakes here. Yeah. Get some cupcakes. Yeah. They're decent sized ones, at least too. Yeah, they're no, not the, the they're not the the mini mini ones. No, they're the regulation uh, two inches, I, I believe, is what uh, something like that. That's what they're supposed to be. I have a ruler yeah. in here somewhere. You already have it marked off at two inches, don't you? It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only need a two inch ruler, honestly. <laughs> I don't know why you have twelve inches on a ruler when you only need two. I hope this is the right way. I didn't check. Oh. <laughs> I can't even really see, but I don't no. know. The light, the light's pretty bright. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on, we'll get the. There, there we go. Uh, yeah, about two inches with uh with some frosting there too. Yeah. So. Oh, I got it on my ruler. I don't know if I want to lick this. I've had it for a long time. <laughs> it's been blazes you may not want to. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I think I got this in like middle school. <laughs> oh well. Oh man. Can't be worse than what's going around now, hey. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, get this All ring right. out of the way too. Yeah, so the uh, so the challenge is to eat the cupcake just in one bite. Uh, Carter and I, you know, have had our fair share of things in our mouth in one bite. Um, as we talked about before, marshmallows and other things. Uh, you know, this should be a piece of cake, but no pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so if you are just listening, yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you're just listening, you'll just get some nice, probably ASMR type stuff of uh, yeah. e- us eating cupcakes. But be sure to go check out the YouTube. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> be sure to go check out the YouTube uh, clip, or we'll have it on Twitter here. Uh, our buddy Bader said we're about <laughs> to see Nate unhinge his Hobbit shot. <laughs> 
<laughs> I tried to keep it together, but I couldn't. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Self-degrading humor is always the best, right? It's always good to be able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, are we are we doing this at the same time or are we gonna like judge each other? <laughs> we can do it at different times so that it's not just totally quiet for you know the next minute as we wolf right, this down. All right, you, Carter, you go first. I go as first. The, as the host, I'm making an executive decision. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Are we uh <laughs> Peter saying again anaconda style? <laughs> Jeez. Oh. All right. You're All up, right. buddy. Are we, Let's are we, see it. Are we putting it on the solo layouts or are we gonna oh. just leave it the yep. way it is? Okay, no, we're going like this. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. We're up on our production value slowly so every we got, show. got the cupcake here. All right. Oh, we went icing first. Good choice, good choice. Oh man, you know, woo, nice job, nice job. Yeah, saving some icing for later in the beard as well. I can see. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try not to make you laugh. I know it's a hard job. <coughs> Tastes pretty good. Mm -hmm. Those are the grocery store Valentine's cupcakes, hey? Mm -hmm. They're very soft, actually. That's like, good. They do almost fall apart. You uh, you dropped the cupcake off last night for me, and I just left it on my counter for all day. So mine <laughs> mine's a little bit crusty on the outside, but it's still got some squish. I had so much, I had so much icing in my mustache. <laughs> you did, yeah. <coughs> Ooh. I don't even have a napkin or anything. I was not prepared. <laughs> yeah, that was good. How how was it for you? Was it? It was very tasty. It was very tasty. Uh, there was a lot of icing on that. More to the sides. If it was more upwards, it wouldn't be as bad. But uh, yeah, nope. It's is uh, it is attainable. <laughs> That's good. Um. <laughs> oh God, uh, I can't look at the comments anymore. Uh, I don't even know if you could pull that one up. You could do it if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling it up. Bayer driving in again. This is this is the fun stuff that we have with our friends, especially uh, Carter. We both know the real reason that cupcake is crusty. Yeah, uh, Pepe that was on the ring that was on top of the cake got a little excited. I think. <laughs> we'll blame Pepe. Oh Pepe my god, it makes it even worse. Yeah. I uh, let's see if I can jam this on. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, you can fuck. get it off after. Oh no, it's got a, a little gap in the back. Oh okay. Yeah. They know that some moron with fat fingers like me would try and put it on. So, <laughs> uh, better yet, make it a nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. No, I'm serious. Do it right now. <laughs> We're live streaming. This is where we have fun with it. This is great. Don't <laughs> come get a set of piercing, even. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> it's in my mouth though. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, wait, put it back, put it back. Ah. What, I gotta eat the cupcake with it? That's that's too much to handle. <laughs> oh. um, before, I, before I get into this, I just want to say, um, I, I had a super bad gag reflex as a kid, and uh, I, I remember hanging out with some family one time, and you know Two Bite Brownies? Yeah. Um, so I was like, like super little, like probably five years old, and I was like, why are they called Two Bite Brownies? And Obviously, because I was an idiot at the time, I know now that it's because you should be able to eat them in two bites. Um, and one of my one of my uncles bet me twenty five cents that I I couldn't eat it in two bites. So I, I tried and I, I gagged and almost choked on it. A two bite brownie as a five year old. So we're gonna see how this goes. 
Oh man. Now I can do it in one bite. So I am getting better, but anyways, <laughs> you're able to fit more in your mouth. I'm proud of you, Carter. Yeah. You know, when we were living together, we, we, uh, we had some lots of practice. <laughs> God, we, we bought cupcakes all the time and just see to see who could eat them faster. Exactly. That, yeah, that's, exactly. that's what, that's what you're referring okay, to. Okay. Do I get full screen? Okay. I do. Yeah. You have full screen. Of course you do. Okay, all sweet. right. Here we go. <laughs> so I, I want to get that piece of icing before I lost it. <laughs> All right, do it. Okay. And it's it. Oh, he went like sideways on it. That was the worst. That was the worst idea to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You gotta get you gotta get it all the yeah, you mm-hmm. have to put all the icing in mm-hmm. there too, buddy. <laughs> just just shove it in there. <laughs> I <broke> my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just do it. <laughs> it's all over. Yep. Oh. Just just get it. There you go. That a boy. So proud of you right now. <laughs> Thank God our parents are watching live at least. Like, Mm -hmm. if if they if they see the clip here, Mm -hmm. they're they're gonna be so proud of us. Yeah, so proud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Bader saying this is like watching a car crash. Oh, Bader, how we at uh, least more entertaining. How how we missed you. (laughs) Nobody gets nobody gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Good cupcake, though, definitely. Yeah, they are good cupcakes. Yeah. I- I'm upset you only left me one. <laughs> I think there's only one left already. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Saved one for the show, had one last night, girlfriend had one. Nice. So. Oh, I guess you did give me two, one for the girlfriend, too. Yeah. That disappeared I'm very nice. quickly. I turned my I'm back nice and it was gone. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, really quickly here, we got uh, John Easthope here from the Double Digit Podcast. What's up, Nate Dog? What's up, John? How you doing, buddy? All right. Well, we had a, that's a, a good segue here. We had lots of uh, listeners and interactions. We really appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for, for checking in. Hope to see um, all of you and more back next week when we uh, live stream our next episode. Um, Nate, uh, do you want to just quickly plug the, uh, the DraftKings promo again and let everyone know what's going on with that just in case they missed it? Yeah, so uh, Super Bowl 55 is going to be this weekend, and DraftKings is offering uh, a free chance at 25 grand, a uh, prize of up to a million dollars as well, just for playing with uh, fantasy. Um, yeah, you guys can use promo code THPN at sign up for free entry. It's free cash. Go for it. It's easy to use and everything like that. And I mean, who doesn't love free money, right? So yeah, use the code promo. Use the promo code THPN uh, at sign up there on DraftKings.com, and uh, yeah, eligibility restrictions apply. And uh, go see DraftKings.com for details. Nice, that was pretty good for right off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, and where can they find you on the social media? You can find me on Twitter at Tate Novice T A T E N H O M A S for uh, you know hockey takes, uh, other sports. Um, I've been trying to like just keep it relaxed with the WandaVision stuff, but if uh, man, like, that that episode four was really good. Did you get a chance to watch it yesterday or no? No, no, it's on the slate for tonight. All right, perfect. Yeah, it's a it's a good episode for sure. And uh, yeah, so but yeah, that's where you can find me at Tate Novice on Twitter. Sweet, and you can find me at Carter underscore Potts P O T T S underscore ninety seven for. Uh, Tweets every once in a while. I won't blow up your timeline, but I'm a I'm a decent follower. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and you can follow the Quack Report at Quack Report Pod. You can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. 
And um, you can also follow the Blue Notes. Uh, once again, our internal promo at Blue Notes Pod. Thanks for listening and go Ducks go. Let's be better. Yeah.